The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is great. Dr. Morgan Anderson, thank you for coming. Thank you for the book. You're so welcome. Yes. So excited about this. Pass it along to one of your single girlfriends. Yeah, I don't have no advice to give to my single girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just like dating. Does it seem like dating is getting harder? Yes. Why do you think that is? I think there's so many options. You know, we have the apps, we have the websites, we yeah. have matchmakers, we have so many options. And people are looking outside of where they live. Yeah. It's just endless supply of options. Yeah. Do you think that that gives people almost this? Like, hey, my husband and I were talking about this the other day where he like watched one of his friends just like scroll through this thing. And it's almost like you're able to be like, she's pretty, but like that one's prettier. Like it it becomes this weird like we've lost the plot a little bit. We have <laughs> like the depth of what like a connection means. Yeah, we we really have. I think people can almost have like a fantasy relationship too mm-hmm. on the apps. Like you see someone and you think you know what life would be like with them. Yeah, totally. So you can just see a picture and then create a whole storyline of what it'd be like to date them. Yeah, totally. So it it's yeah. I want to start by really deep diving into these attachment styles. I yes. I didn't have time to take the test on your website, but I really I want to do it with my husband because <laughs> I really I have a hypothesis see. about you and your husband already you? from listening to your podcast. <laughs> what is it? Okay, let's go through the styles and then you can tell us. Okay, yeah. So there are four attachment styles, mm-hmm. and this research goes all the way back to the 1950s. John Bowlby, Mary. My Ainsworth. mom used to talk about this. Okay, good, yes. Yeah. So it was originally for parent child. Yeah, and now it's been applied to romantic relationships. So the four styles are, we have secure, which is where everyone wants to be. Mm -hmm. And then the three insecure styles are anxious, avoidant, and disorganized, which is also known as fearful avoidant. Mm. So we can go into each one. Yeah, let's go into each one. With anxious attachment, you have fear of abandonment. Okay. And you'll usually kind of devalue yourself and then put your partner on a pedestal. Mm. And a key aspect of this, too, is you don't accept reassurance well. So you could say, I love you. You're my person. But it doesn't land. You're kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop. That has to be exhausting for your partner. Yes. It's like your words don't have any weight to them. Yes. And then no matter how much reassurance is given, it's never enough. Yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this is the person that's sending those 17 text messages. Yeah. And then they have a story that you've cheated on them when you don't respond, right? They're very quick to catastrophize mm. a relationship. Okay. And then avoid an attachment. Yeah. So it's the opposite where I kind of overvalue myself and I might devalue a partner mm. as a distancing strategy, as a coping skill. And I have fear of intimacy and fear of losing myself in the relationship I see that a lot and I I don't I don't have like a strong opinion about because I don't want to it's not me being judgmental but I do notice and now I have a daughter so my husband and I often talk about how we want to talk about relationships and how we want to talk about her valuing herself that sometimes and it's not I don't know how to say this without it's not almost like it's an inflated sense of self but maybe it kind of it's like I deserve 
blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like, it's not that you don't deserve those things, but it becomes this unattainable, odd thing where, like, there's not going to be any perfect person. Instead of seeing equals in the dating pool, you see people who are lesser than you. Yeah. And this is a distancing strategy to emotionally Mm. distance yourself. But it can almost look like narcissism, but it's not. Totally. It's a distancing strategy. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, I would be quick to label that as narcissism. Yeah. And then, I mean, I have a whole tangent on why this is happening more for women. So why, we why, can, why? No, please, let's go into that. Because we grew up in the time where it was like, no, no scrubs, Miss Independent. So, I know. We don't need no man, I right? Mm-hmm. We, had our, we had a lot of maybe single moms even who were telling us, don't, don't let a man tell you what to do. You or, know, that was a problem in my relationship when we started dating. Is I was and he would say that was a problem with him when he was dating in New York, too, that there was no room for him to be the man. Yes. In the relationship. And obviously relationships look vastly different. So I don't want to be like, you know, overgeneralized sexes or whatever. But in this specific case, he I was talking about the other day with my girlfriend because he and I would break up and kind of get back together and he would say like in his broken like I don't I don't like the way that you move I had to always be in charge yeah and I would say things to make you know well I do this and I do that and he was like that has nothing to do with like our personal I was like stomping all over him there was no room for him to lead and this is this is partly because a lot of us were taught as women to prioritize our careers. Mm-hmm. So maybe we had moms that prioritize the marriage and they're saying, go out and prioritize you. Go make your own money. That's go exactly go prioritize your <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah. So then we will de- devalue partnerships. So there's a lot more women now who are avoidantly attached, mm. where in the past it was more men you could look at it and say it was like majority men. And now it's almost 50 50. That's what I see. Yeah, we had to really work through that and have beautifully. And we totally respect each other's like, yeah, I mean, we're in such a good place. It's really kind of incredible. But I do I, I was getting worried for myself for a minute there because I was like, I have this like grandiose idea of. Yeah. Inflated sense of self from my dad and my mom being like, yeah. look what you've accomplished and look what you, you're looking, you deserve this and you deserve that. And I would bring that into my relationships. And then my mom actually started saying like, she's like, I don't want to devalue you, but she's like, you have to make him feel my mom. My mom would always say, you have to make a man feel important. Yes. Like she yes. made my dad feel really valued and that made him really confident in their relationship and it made him want to take care of her. These are very old school. Yeah. So I don't and I know that it could offend people, but that's just what really they had a beautiful relationship. And so I do see a lot of girlfriends who have very powerful careers. Then it's like and then all of a sudden you have to like you rush to find a relationship. Yeah. And there's maybe like a little bit of like a. I don't know. It gets it gets to be really challenging when you've put all your energy into your career and then you have this idea of what the man should be like exactly. Yeah. And then maybe there's a compromise of where are you going to live, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. And it can just bring up all these feelings of do I really want to invest in this? Am I losing myself? Totally. So secure attachment. Thank goodness it does exist. Mm -hmm. And this is where we value ourselves and our career and we value our partner Mm -hmm. and we really value partnership. Yeah. 
So couples can move through an anxious avoidant dynamic or an avoidant avoidant dynamic, and they can create secure attachment. But it does take learning to value the relationship and put energy into the relationship. So I think with you and your husband, this is my hypothesis. Yeah, please tell me. <laughs> that you both were probably secure with avoidance strategies because mm-hmm. you both have put a lot into your careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you both could have said, forget this. I'm just going to focus on my career and build an empire. That's what we both tried to do. Right. So that could <laughs> cause, that cause our breakup to break up. But then eventually you learned, let's create secure attachment. We both value partnership. Mm-hmm. Let's come together and build something meaningful together. Oh, my God. That's exactly what happened. Where we still get to also be ourselves and, and grow and feel supported yeah. in the relationship. Yeah, we both feel very supported. Like he'll send me a random text on a Tuesday that's like, I like he'll have like a small win or a big win at work. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, I'm here because of you. And like, I'm so thankful and thank you for letting me do this. And it's, yeah. it's really because, you, you know, each there's other. sacrifice there. You know, I had to step it up a little bit with me taking care of finances so he could chase his dream. But then he gave yeah. up his other dream to be with me. So it's all these like beautiful things that like meld yeah. into nothing but like us both wanting the other one to win. Beautiful. That's It's secure attachment where I don't have to sacrifice who I am to be in partnership with you. We can grow the relationship yeah. together and still honor who who we are. Even though there's compromises along the way at our core, mm-hmm. we're not losing ourselves. Attention all travel enthusiasts, this one is for you. So now you can transform your love of travel into your dream job and start your own travel business or just a side hustle by becoming a Fora travel advisor. I've been screaming this from the rooftops for weeks now because it is such an incredible, amazing way to make money. A Fora advisor can be anyone. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom who's just really good at booking her family's summer vacations, or you're a nine-to-five executive who plans her friend's luxury weekend getaways, and I know this applies to many of you that are listening, it's for anyone and everyone who loves to travel. So whether you're looking for a little side hustle or a totally new career, Fora gives you everything you need to start your travel business, including all the tech training, all the marketing tools, the community events, and beyond. So no matter where you are in your travel journey, Fora has got you covered. And what's amazing about this is you don't have to go to all of these places. The community is so incredible that if you have a client who, say, wants to go to an island in Hawaii and you've never been there, the community will rally around you and give you best places to go and fabulous suggestions based on that client. For the first time ever, Fora is gifting Everything is the Best listeners an exclusive offer on their Fora membership. So if you join today, you'll receive one complimentary month and you get fast track to skip their 80,000 person wait list because you shouldn't have to wait to start your dream job in travel. You're going to go to foratravel.com slash best and just use code best when signing up. That is F-O-R-A T-R-A-V-E-L dot com forward slash B-E-S-T. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. What 
What does it say about me that I have like doomsday thinking about her? <laughs> like I'm like, because <laughs> oh, I'm like, this can't last forever. It's too good. <laughs> like the other day, I was I was being really funny. He was in San Francisco for just 24 hours for work, and I knew where he was. He was at this like shoes. There's like an Alden. There's like this amazing shoe store, or whatever. And I I we can see where we, each other are on yes. Find My yes. And there's a really gross hotel across the street. And I send a screenshot of the hotel. I said, are you having sex with someone in this hotel? Like being funny because I hadn't heard with him in a, from him in a couple hours. Right. And then like he got home and the next day he was like, it really bothered me that you said, he's like, it's not funny. He's like, mm. I don't want to cheat on you. Like, why would you think? He's like, if I had sex with like a thousand people, like there's nothing left yes. for me. Like this is, he's like, I'm so loyal to you. And I haven't done anything that would make you think that. So he's like, I want you to get that out of your head. And I was just being funny, but I yeah. kind of was like, I don't know. Like I hear all these stories of people being married for 10 years, 20. I'm like, things are amazing right now, but this is like the beginning. Who knows yeah. what will happen 10 years, 20 years from now. Ugh. If I was working with you, I would say, okay, this is some of your avoidant attachment strategies mm. of I'm getting so close with this person. Oh my gosh. You're growing yeah, your whole lives life together. Attached, right. Like, you're so intimate. So it could be a little bit of a distancing strategy to use humor, right? Mm -hmm. Or to make those comments. Because when when we have an avoidant attachment style, that's not our model for love of like, oh, it gets given to me and it just keeps getting better and it gets better with time. Mm -hmm. That's not our model. We think, oh, I have to earn it or Why is that it's not, not going to work out. Like, because where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so attachment styles they will develop early on in of childhood course, I'm sure yeah right who can I blame for this <laughs> <laughs> your mom your dad and early boyfriends mm. there's a lot of research now that shows kind of your early romantic relationships also have a huge impact on your attachment style my first boyfriend wasn't until I was 18 and he was awful to me there we go off cheated on me with everybody he was best sold drugs out of my apartment. Oh like my he was God. so bad. I know. And he's sober now. And he actually called me like a few months ago I, from a, a number I didn't have. And he was like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, I'm fucking married with a kid. <laughs> like, that is so wild. I know. It was because well, uh, this is almost 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. But I but I was happy that I got and it was weird as I had been thinking about it because mm. I was like I spiraled after that and made a lot of poor decisions for myself sexually with dating yeah. with the, how I valued myself when I mean, he really made me go on like a spiral this is so common with our first relationship you think about it your brain is saying oh this is my first relationship I'm building a template for what love is for what a relationship is so it's a formative experience mm -hmm. how do we teach our children or our friends or like so, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to go through those experiences to build grit, right? Yes. To have life experience. But what are good practices to not let it destroy your soul? <laughs> One of the best things you can do as a parent is really work on building secure attachment mm. with them from a young age and, and modeling boundaries and, and modeling high self-worth and also valuing others and assertive communication. So really being able to model that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's really all you could do, right? Like, yes. And then you just hope that through those experiences that you you get the help that you need and you're able to process it and, and let it go. I would like to talk because I do want to get into breakups, yeah. but I'd love to talk about 
dating and some strategy there. Sure. Because I do, there's this moment in between things really taking off and like having a good date, but not necessarily getting a text right away and then fantasizing. Well, he must have not just been that in you. Maybe he wasn't that into me or the, like yeah. I'll have girlfriends call me and be like, we had the best date. Da, 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 da. And then they're like, it's a spiral of and creating a narrative and then you're <laughs> mad at him. And I'm like, maybe he just doesn't. Yeah. They're picking out their wedding dresses after date number two. Yes. Which I get. <laughs> Because I've done that, you know, you get so excited to have a connection with someone. So what are some healthy practices to like not kind of be like an anxious mess through that process? Yes. You have to learn how to be an intentional investor of your emotions. Cool. Yeah. I think about return on investment on the stock market. Same thing. Always said that growing up to me. She said, relationships, think about it as an investment. Are you going to yeah. get a return on your investment? That's she's so like, funny. I don't mean it financially. Clearly, I married my husband. I always joke, I married for love, not money. <laughs> but like, it, she's like, this is your life. So you have to think about long term. That's, I love that. That's funny. Your mom and I say, Paige. Yeah. 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 got to get so. her in here with you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Another big thing I tell people is you you have to be willing to check in with yourself mm-hmm. constantly. And you want to, so you want to build your relationship North Star, which okay. is how do you want to feel in a relationship? Oh, okay. Build the North Star, get three core emotions. You want to feel emotionally safe. Mm-hmm. You want to feel loved. Maybe you want to feel cherished or maybe you want to feel gently challenged to grow. Totally. But get clear. What are those three core emotions? And then slow down and check in with yourself while you're getting to know someone Yeah, and say, do I feel how I want to feel? Mm. That's what I always think. Like, you don't even know if you like this person, but you're already just don't want to get rejected. You're so focused on. Yes. It's like almost like this win. I know my mom and I were watching The Bachelor the other day and I was like, this is so fucked up. (laughs) It is. It is. Because it's all about winning. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And it's not even about you don't even know the person. You just don't want to be rejected by them. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that that happens often and can happen, too, with women now that we're meeting. I mean, I met Davide. I was, what, 27 or something. We got married when I was in my early 30s, which was all I ever wanted. My mom got married to her first husband really young. She was always told me that was a huge mistake she made. Go live your life. Go live your life. Go have a career. I did. And then it was oh my God, now my friends are getting married and now people are having children and I'm like still fucking around and like, how do I, you know, I definitely went and I think so many women are going through that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what are, I mean, do we, are we texting after a date if we don't hear back or are we trying to just be cool and calm and like let him come to me? Like, what's that strategy? So this is where we want to say, how can I move myself to secure Attachment. Mm -hmm. Secure attachment is where I can communicate openly, honestly, directly, can share how I feel. I can set boundaries. If you you want to be able to show up authentically, Mm -hmm. I think people forget that if you play games in dating, you're going to get a marriage filled with games. Let's not play games in dating. Let's be open, honest and direct. Yeah, that makes so much sense because you're putting on a whole a facade facade. Yeah. Got it. So, but this is why it's so important to work on yourself. You're going to have a much more enjoyable time. You're going to love your dating life if you can show up securely attached. I loved dating before we ended up together. 
I was yeah. like, when I shifted the narrative to these are the last moments I'm going to be single. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I will not die alone. Yes. I will find my person, but I will choose to find that person as I should. I set greatly good intentions every night and I had so much fun dating. I love that. It sounds like you were and I have this bracelet that says this. You were in the energy of surrender. Mm. I know the outcome's coming. I'm not trying to control the how. Mm. How many girlfriends do you have where it's like they know exactly the timeline, what yeah. it's going to happen, how they want it to happen, what the date should be like, how the dating life should go. There's so much desire to control yeah, where we is. just have to surrender and keep checking in with how we feel communicate in an open, honest, direct way. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I would say is reality testing. What's that? This is a cognitive behavioral. There's like a whole thought log. There's a whole process of this, but it's an intervention where you literally check in with reality. Mm-hmm. So what has actually happened so far? How many dates have you gone on? What do you know about this person? How <laughs> how do you feel? It's, I'm just thinking about like, so, and me too, where you've gone on three dates and you're like, I am fully going to be Miss Anderson and I'm moving here. And you like, yeah, if mm-hmm. I were to step back and be like, bitch, you've gone on three fucking dates. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like a really nice reality check. Real- yeah. Let's, let's check in with reality. Let's check in with what's happened. If your best friend came to you and told you this is the reality how would you respond? Yeah. So that's that's a really important one for slowing down. And then obviously continue to date yourself. Never stop dating yourself. Yeah. I see so many women where they get the guy and then they're so focused on, I'm going to drop everything if they yeah. want to go on a last minute date. No, 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 no. Make your plans with yourself. Have boundaries. Boundaries are hot. Yeah. When we're dating, keep your boundaries. People are attracted to people who can say, no, I'm not available. You know what my niece did the other day? And I was so proud of her. And I told Davide and he was like, yes, because he's always loves to give like, you know, advice to like the young girls in our family. She knew this guy. She kind of always had a crush on him. They happened to both be in the same place. He got her number. They had discussed hanging out. Uh-huh. They'd set a date and a time. But she hadn't heard from him for three days oh. before the date. So she didn't know if it was still happening. So then he texted her like an hour before and said, oh, the place where we were going to meet is closed. Like, let's go to this other place. And with no resentment, no bitchiness, it was exclamation points and happiness. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I made other plans because I didn't hear from you. Yes. And I'm to- I was I'm totally excited to, to see you. When are you available to reschedule? She's and it was so and she wasn't like, fuck him. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I just didn't. And I didn't want to wait around. This is secure. I was so proud of her. That's amazing. I was so proud of her because she came over and she was like, I was supposed to go on this date. And it kind of and I was like, show me what you said. And I was like, that was a perfect message. Perfect. You set a boundary. You made it seem like your life is also important. You're busy. You had other plans. You were you were not rude. You didn't treat him poorly or do a like, you don't mess with yeah. me because I am, I don't wait around for, you know, uh-huh. if there wasn't any weird attitude. It was light. I and love then they it. rescheduled. I love it. How old is she? 
25? That's amazing. I know. I was like, yes. That was, was not like, me at 25. No, it wasn't me either. <laughs> it really wasn't. I, I just like not respond or I would have done something like meltdown that. Meltdown-y or yeah. weird or waited or been yeah. pining all day. Yeah. I haven't heard from him. And then gone into that date with a lot of energy. Yes. A lot of anxious, weird energy. Yes. Good for her. I was like, we have... <laughs> breaking the we cycle break <laughs> I was like I don't have to worry about her like I was really really elated that like a, a young woman yeah. in my family was that checked in with herself it's so important because once again how we show up in our dating life will determine how we show up in a marriage mm. so you always want to stay boundaried with your time your energy you're taking care of yourself and you're with a partner but you can never neglect taking care of you. Yeah, totally. I love that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships, which is perfect for this podcast episode, is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put the work in to make them great. And so as we're discussing in this podcast, listen, leading up to a relationship, we got to put in the work during a relationship. We have to put in the work. It's unfortunately something that's unavoidable, but thank God that we have therapy and therapy can be a place to work through the challenges that you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other or anyone. I have been in therapy for God since I was in eighth grade. And I'll tell you the challenges of therapy was the commute to get there and the scheduling. So the fact that better help offers online therapy. I can't express enough how incredible the access is. If you're thinking of therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash Pia today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pia. That's betterhelp.com slash Pia. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? I am that one. So if you're among them like me, just know that you are not alone. Thinning is normal, but it's not openly talked about and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. Join the over 1 million people that are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different. It's not a one size fits all approach. And that's why Nutrafol has various formulas that are tailored to give you exactly what you need to grow throughout different stages, such as postpartum, menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based. So I took the postpartum formula right after I gave birth. I took it for about a year and then I switched back to the regular formula. I'm not taking it while I'm pregnant, but I was so scared of postpartum hair loss and I didn't have any. And that's because Nutrafol is physician formulated. It has drug-free ingredients. The supplements support healthy hair growth from within targeting all the root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism as they evolve throughout your life. And while many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests all their final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 
86% of women reported improved hair growth. I'll tell you, 86% of my friends are on Nutrafol and telling me that they have incredible hair growth. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code BEST. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthy hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BEST. That's Nutrafol.com promo code BEST. Okay, how are we navigating through breakups? Not crying on the floor with a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> listening. But it is good to feel your feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. I'm just thinking of my breakups in my 20s. Well, that was, I, yeah, duh. Also, that was how they were shown to us. Yes, that's true. I think about it with birth a lot. It's like, yeah, it's the water breaks or you're eating the whole time. You know, there's yeah. this like, media driven way of how things are supposed to be yeah yeah breakup a breakup is an opportunity to realize the places that you need to heal more deeply Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it it really is an opportunity to say okay i i want to learn from this i want to grow from this i want to be able to move forward with a blank slate and i want to be able to re-enter the the dating world when I know that I'm clear on what I want and I, I'm clear on what my standards are. But going through a breakup, number one, you cannot avoid it. Yeah. You have to feel it. Yeah. I, in my 20s, would avoid my breakups to the point where I would be out at the club totally. like the very same night. Mm-hmm getting wasted. Totally. So much alcohol. You So much alcohol. <laughs> Seven drinks in, yeah. flirting with everyone. Mm-hmm. And then it's like three days later and I'm like crying at a random Hallmark movie. And it's like, oh, it's all of it. I'd be crying it. later that night on my walk <laughs> yeah. home. <laughs> so, drunk and sad. <laughs> yeah. The grieving's going to come out and it's going to come out in all kinds of ways unless you make space for it. Yeah. What's so amazing is when you do learn to make space for the sadness, you just move through it so much more quickly. Yeah, I he- I've heard you say that, that you was it like what you said your last breakup was like three weeks or something. You were yeah. able to like really. Yes. So what is that? How does that look? I mean, what's the balance between going out, you know, to distract yourself mm. a little bit in a healthy way, but also feeling those feelings? Yeah, I think it's about being in tune with the feelings and and making space for them. And you you can do that in a way where it's like, hey, I've I've set aside a few hours in the evening. I'm going to journal. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to I'm just going to ask myself, what am I feeling? What do I need? And then I want you to think about showing up with radical self-compassion. Yes, I love when you say that. Yeah. How can you care for yourself? I, I talk about Ferrari maintenance in my book. Like we're not a Prius, we're a Ferrari here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want to say, okay, how would I care for myself at the highest level? Because that's what you need during a breakup. Yeah. You need that highest level of care. What was the other thing you said? It was like radical acceptance of like radical what happens. Most people avoid this. Yeah. And so that becomes the blame game <clears throat> a little bit, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, they just want to say how much their ex was the worst. Was an asshole. Yeah. Just awful. Right. And they'll they'll bash them. They'll be thinking about all the bad things, but then they don't acknowledge the good parts of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that actually keeps you stuck in that past relationship. 
Um, so radical acceptance is let's acknowledge what was good and let's also acknowledge what was bad. Mm-hmm. And then we can so much more easily let it go because we've honored the truth of the relationship. How do you, what's the process of figuring out like what you did wrong? So that's a really good question. I think this is hard to do on your own. So probably really great. And and really, gosh, taking ownership. Here's what I know, though. When we have a lot of unhealed parts of ourselves, it's really hard to take ownership. Mm-hmm. So I think early on, it's just you you do have to say there's two people. Just know you always had a role. Even I dated a, a narcissist for a year and a half, and that was kind of what got me into. I was really, gonna say that's what got you into this. Yeah, thing. so you know, it was like my my rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. But even in that relationship, I played a role in it. Yeah, of course. But it wasn't until years later that I could really acknowledge that you have to have enough self worth. Really, is what it comes down to mm-hmm. to be willing to take ownership of your role. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, a beautiful. I had one breakup that I was able to turn into a lot of good even with Davide I remember we broke up one time and I called him and I was like I just want to thank you for Mm. what a wonderful time we had and you elevated what I know love to be and the kind of relationship that I want to have and he like ended up like probably was one of the reasons why we ended up getting back together not that that's like a strategy to get together (laughs) with somebody but he was like (coughs) It was refreshing to not have it be like, fuck you, I'm not getting what I want. And like, yes, you, how do you not see, you know, it didn't leave it gross. It felt very freeing to leave it. And this other relationship I had to to know that I took everything that I could out of it. And it's a lot of energy. So to, yes. so to transfer that energy into things that helped me. And of course, I had nights where I was overdrank and chain smoked and yes. cried and I think you have to have those yeah silly nights with your who you call your friends you're like I just need to be a mess tonight and they're like yes yeah, you know that camaraderie feels really good but I um think like what you're saying is like focusing that energy into having it be a moment where you can come out of it such a more enlightened person about who you are Yes, exactly. You either learned what you wanted or you learned what you didn't want. Yeah, totally. Right? In every relationship so being being willing to take inventory of that and use it as a time for healing. If you could give advice, like practical, kind of like everyday advice yep. for single women right now. I hate just saying women, but I've never had it. I haven't had like a single man come to me and say, can you set me up with someone? <laughs> it's been a lot of ladies lately. But if there's practical and everyday advice of mm-hmm. things to do or ways to live your life to make yourself open to receive. Yes. What are the some of those things that you would suggest? One of the first things I would say is you you need to have a really great self-care routine. Mm. How how you show up for yourself. So I I have a morning practice and an evening practice. Oh yeah, what are they? Take us through. I love a morning practice. So I I wake up and I drink forty ounces of water, and then I do. I used to drink. Does that coffee. sometimes make you nauseous? No, uh-uh. does it doesn't make you nauseous. Yeah, if I overload with tons of water in the morning, sometimes I'm a little like ooh. I I add I like electrolytes to, to mine. Yeah, and okay. It's this whole thing, mm-hmm. and then I pair it with this morning alignment practice, which I developed. 
which is an identity practice, essentially. Okay. So I'm looking at affirmations. There's a whole vision statement. Is this in the book or on the website or both? It is. Yeah, it is in the book. Yes. Okay, good. I'm like, as I know, people are like, where do I find that? (laughs) Can you break that down a little bit? Yeah. So it's, it's a document. It's a Google Doc. I've been doing this for years and it's just outlines essentially the highest and best version of myself. Cool. And there's there's images, there's quotes, there's there's six different sections. It's honestly kind of long. How long do you spend doing that in the morning? It only takes me about 10 minutes. Okay, cool. But it helps me align totally. with that highest and best version. This was version in the podcast that we came out with last week. She was uh talking about it, it, the whole podcast is about work and what you want out of work and she was like yeah. you need to have a vision board. I, I can't remember what she called it because my pregnant brain is not high functioning at the moment, but it wasn't like a car, a house of this. It was how do I want to feel? How do you want to feel? Exactly. So I love when I have podcasts where the same thing pops up because I'm like, oh, it works. the woo woo yummy stuff <laughs> that's, that, that hopefully everybody's picking up as a sign. Yeah. That, like this practice works. Yeah. Cool. How how do you want to feel? What kind of relationship do you want? What does your life look like? Your your highest and best self. What does that look like? This is probably also really good for friendships. Yes, all all areas all of life. Relationships. Health, I mean, dealing with managers. Yes, we we can't get somewhere Family. unless we know what the destination looks like. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know this. Yeah. If we're just kind of like, oh, I'll take what I can get, whatever. No, we have to have a lot of clarity on what it is we really want. So many people have never taken the time to ask themselves, what do I really want? I have such a clear vision of what I want our life to look like that sometimes I forget that we're not there. <laughs> yeah. See, ooh, see, that's good. Which is really cool. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. all this work needs to still happen. But it's just a matter of time and that'll pass and then we'll be. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and see, you have something that is so important, which is called certainty. Let me tell you something. If I don't have that... I cannot imagine the raging anxiety that I would have every day. I would feel like I was grabbing at nothing. It's almost like a trick of overconfidence. Like I the, love it. The certainty keeps everything. It, because otherwise, if you don't have that, if one thing doesn't work, the whole house falls down, right? The floor falls yes. out from under you. Nothing's going to work. What am I doing? Da, 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 da. You've lost the fucking plot. So yeah, have the plot really strong. Are, are you spiritual? Yeah, yeah. Very much okay, because so. yeah. yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. And we're not just relying on ourselves. We believe in a higher power. It it helps. I'm not that saying you can't do it. Feel but... like I was walking around with a shake with my yeah. head cut off. <laughs> What's yeah. all this for? Yeah. I have no. I don't know. I gotta believe in something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do after you do that? Non-negotiable. I move my body. I used to be so rigid about. Oh, I have to do this certain boot camp class, but it's really just changed. So you into... were drinking coffee first thing and then going oh, to yeah. a hit workout, which oh. keeps us miserable. Oh yeah, All, my whole twenties was like Same. either an energy drink or coffee, and then to a boot camp class for at least 90 no cortisol, minutes. hormones disrupted. Oh, I just figured it out like a like a year ago Isn't that it I incredible? had crazy cortisol. Mm-hmm. I'm so much better now. Yeah. Change I, it's controlling that. I think is what helped me get pregnant easily the second time. Yeah, that's was managing amazing. my PCOS. And I stress. have PCOS as well. Yeah. So I, you know, I've heard your story, and and I want to get pregnant next year. So oh, like, I know there's hope, and yeah, but yeah, when you're just like managing the PCOS consistently, it's the same thing as like hoping for a relationship, or you're like, I'm just gonna do all the perfect things to make myself <laughs> its best form. Yeah. To like call in. Yes. The thing that I want. Yeah. 
it's so funny because, you know, I've, I've helped over 500 women heal so they can have great relationships. And it's awesome. I get invited to weddings now. We have Cute. babies. You like, do weddings? Yeah. Amazing. It's so fun. I, lo- I love my clients. I love them. But when they first come into my program, they're always thinking that we're going to talk about dating and like the strategy. Like, oh, no, we're talking about you. you. Yeah, it's all about you for the first half of the program. That's all we focus How on. How long is the program? It's eight to 12 weeks. Amazing. Yeah. That's so wonderful. So and one of the things we didn't talk about, but I would say anyone who has this would really need to work on it is repetition compulsion. What's that? That's one of the things we address. So this is where you're taking your childhood unfinished business. Yeah. (laughs) And you're repeating it in your adult romantic relationships. Over and over again. Yes. And you do this with the unconscious wish that this time you'll get a different result. Oh, so which is the definition of insanity. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, if my father was emotionally unavailable, I'm going to date emotionally unavailable men. Yeah. And then if I can get them to love me, it'll not then only feel good about me, it'll take away all that pain from my father. Mm-hmm. So, so many of us are doing this. We're dating the same type of guy over and over, different haircut, but it's the same emotional dynamic. So I address that with my clients. Yeah. Because your dating life is going to be terrible until you do that. Yeah. That's what you're calling in. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, my God. What's your nighttime routine? So for bedtime, of course, I take a long, hot bath. I'm a bath girl. What do you put in your bath? Epsom salts. Same. Yes. Magnesium flakes, too. I recently discovered that. Yeah, I do a lot of magnesium. Right. Well, there's like not it's I kept like the other day I was like, what's the difference? I think. There's not that big of a difference, but the magnesium, the uh, magnesium has more concentration of what the Epsom salt has. It's like not that different, but overloading on magnesium is just so great. It feels good. Mm -hmm. I feel so good. Yeah. So I take the hot bath. You let your boyfriend take this bath with you sometimes? He gets in sometimes. Yes. I'm very spoiled. I also built a sauna in my house. so So I do do a sauna sometimes. And then I will always go and read for at least 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, I need to do that. Yeah. I love reading. I go on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty there. You know, we yeah. all, that, that's what my boyfriend does. He's always I like, love on TikTok. TikTok. He's so happy. I like die laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of it's a lot of emotions before bed. Yeah. And then one thing I've really started doing that actually makes a huge difference because we don't realize how much some of our, our last thoughts at night actually have a big impact on what we dream about, how we Mm. feel when we sleep and when we wake up. You journaling those out? Yeah, I will journal or I'll just kind of sit with my hand over my heart and I I just will say affirmations to myself. Yeah, just release it and put good stuff in. Yeah, Yeah, like I am, I'm doing enough. I am enough. You know, I'm so worthy of love. And it's, it's wild how much it impacts my mood when I wake up. I'm sure I need to start doing that. I love that. Yeah. What are some things in your relationship that you do? Because like, you know, I think we also, you said a lot about control earlier, which really resonated with me because I think releasing that early on Mm -hmm. helps with wedding planning, (laughs) getting pregnant, raising a child, dealing, you know, you don't know what, if you're going to have infertility issues or if your child will have something that you need to, you know, there's, it's all just out of control. But once we're in this relationship, what are some practices that are important to you and your relationship to maintain its health? 
I know this is kind of a given, but I, I don't know how many people do it. It's just open, honest communication about what's bothering you. We mm-hmm. just can't let resentment build. That I mean, I just watched that destroy people. It's a relationship killer. And people are scared to have the conversation. But what you don't realize when you put off having tough conversations, you are damaging your relationship. It's like giving your relationship poison when you do that. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, even though I'm avoiding this difficult conversation, I care about my relationship enough to show up and have this conversation sooner rather than later. Because we all do this thing where we're like, oh, I'll talk about it over the weekend or next week. But then we just bury it and then the resentment grows. So approach conflict quickly and then with open, honest communication. I have a whole process for couples in my book called yeah, Dialogue, teaching I, people how to dialogue. I am so excited for this, to be honest with you. I feel like this is something that I that I would like to read like out loud with him at night. We <laughs> always like check in like that, but it's it's helpful. Yeah, there's a, it's helpful when you have a framework and you get to say, oh, Dr. Morgan says we yeah. should do it this way. <laughs> yeah. So they're not blaming you. Right. So it's really helpful to have a framework for for conflict, especially if you don't have that, you need it. And then another thing my partner and I do is we will always do a trip together yeah. like every couple months. Mm-hmm. At least we say like once every couple months. You just need to get away together. We just did. It wasn't even 24 hours. And on the drive home, he said, I'm so relaxed. Good. And I was like, I love it. Great. You don't even have to go far. No, we drove an hour and a half. Perfect. And we went for one night. Yeah. Just get get out of your environment. Go spend intentional time together. We we need that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget about it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. There's a lot of places people can find you. So you have the website, you have your book. Can you yes. break down? And then you have a podcast, which is amazing. And I love how short your pot like you have really good just like 30 minute episodes yes yes the let's get vulnerable podcast two episodes a week i'm also on instagram at dr morgan coaching dr morgan coaching those are the best places to connect with me great thank you so much thank you and that ladies and gentlemen concludes this week's episode of everything is the best i hope you enjoyed it please rate review subscribe all that stuff maybe leave a comment but remember shitty comments are for shitty people go ahead and follow me on instagram at pia Barangini, and i hope you have a fabulous fabulous rest of your day love you ciao note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.